You are listening to We Woke Up Like This. I'm Reverend Joya. And I'm Reverend Celia. And we We are loyal to loving and supporting soul awakening in every human being. Welcome back to We Woke Up Like This. This is Reverend Joya here to help you live your best vibe. And this is Reverend Celia. So great to be with you today. As we discuss chapter six in the way of mastery, love heals all things. What do you think about the title of this chapter, Joya? Before we even dive in? Yeah. Just the title, (laughs) just like feeling into it. Mm. Is it true for you? It's very true for me. Yeah. It's very true for me that the power of love is, well, you know, if we go back to in this book and also in um, A Course in Miracles, that it says clearly there's only two things in the whole world, love or fear. That's it. Yeah. So if we're not in love, we're in fear of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then interestingly enough, I heard the other day that there's only two kinds of fear when you break down all fears. And one is the fear that you're going to lose something you already have. And the second one is the fear that you're not going to get what you want. Yeah, I so understand all of that inside of me. So if we apply love as a panacea to the those emotions, I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I want. I'm afraid I'm not going to, I'm going to lose what I have. Well, no wonder people stay stuck in that fear. Like you can't move forward and you can't change the past because you're afraid of both. Exactly. And therein lies the conundrum. The conundrum of humanity. Yes. And that's so, it right there. I mean, I myself have been caught there oh on occasion. I've been on that hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Running forward. Maybe if I run this way in the hamster wheel, it will change it. Nope. Let me turn around and run the other way in the hamster wheel. Maybe that'll change it. No, no. Yeah. And love is the only thing for me that has healed fear. Yeah, me too. Leaning into it. Well, and I know it has for you because you're so loving and you're so heart centered that that's like your primary energy that you, that you um, emit. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're a beaming the- love machine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help that. Like it's, it literally is at a cellular level for me. And I also am aware that in the fears, part of the practice of doing that is um, preparing my body to accept, to receive, and be in receptivity of more love. And like, what that looks like inside of me so that I can give it outside of me. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's a literal creating of an inner spaciousness that as you yes. clear out the suffocations of fear and how constricting feel, fear feels. Oh, and and how it shows up in, in the physiological essence of myself mm. personally mm-hmm. and how I can open that, that space up so that I'm applying my own love to it in order to be available outside of me. Love feels like the plowing of an inner field of sorts in a way where it's like I'm creating more space to grow Yeah, what I want to grow, the seeds of love in whatever form. And love takes many forms. And when love does take many forms. I mean, it can, it can be so, so simple as holding the door for somebody. Yes. You know, I mean, or just giving them a smile. You're not doing anything except for being in your natural essence and and consideration of others. Letting somebody in front of you who's getting on the freeway or who wants over. Yeah. Just something so simple. Acts of kindness 
those to me, those are demonstrations of love. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Making eye contact and smiling at the homeless guy on the corner. Even though if I don't have anything for him, I still meet him at his humanity. But you do have something for him. That's right. You have your acknowledgement. Yes. And I see him. You see him. And, And if he has a sign and you've read it, you've acknowledged him. I hear you. And I'm sending you my love, right? Like, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. I'm excited to hear what this chapter has in it. Me too. And I love, for some reason, and I don't remember why I wrote this, but I think I wrote it when we were in um, Colorado together this past July Mm -hmm. when I did the drumming meditation and I was asking, like, Lord, answer my prayer, answer my, and I was just drumming it, answer my prayer. And then the answer was, the answer comes when you walk like your life is a prayer. Oh my gosh, yes. And then I wrote on this chapter, love heals all things. And next to it, I wrote, make your whole life a ritual. Yeah. And there it is. Mm. Live love. Yeah. That's, I swear, I swear, I feel like that's the mission. Beautiful. It's just to live love. More and more and more. And we're known by our works. So here we are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now we begin. And indeed, once again, greetings unto you, beloved and holy friends. Indeed, greetings to you, beloved and holy friends. If you understand the meaning of this greeting, if you comprehend the depth of each term used, already you will know all there is to know, and you are well prepared to extend the love of God forever. Indeed means simply that there is no other option. Greetings unto you. Salutations to that one created of the Father before all things, for I bow down before your radiance. Greetings unto you, beloved and holy child of God. Indeed, beloved of God. Indeed, beloved of every molecule in your physical universe. Indeed, loved of your holy mother, this precious earth. Indeed, loved by anything you can imagine that has ever existed or could ever exist. But that has extended itself from the heart and the mind of God. You are the beloved, pure and simple. And again, there are no options. Holy because you are whole. Not because you have earned that holiness, but because it is that which is the truth from which you are extended forth forever. Because you are made in the image of God, because you spring forth from the mind of God, you are holiness itself each. Time you set aside the temptation to dream a useless dream and walk this earth as Christ. Beloved and holy friend, a friend is not one lesser than myself. A friend is one who walks in perfect equality with the grandest of masters, whoever you might conceive such a master to be. A friend. A friend is one who chooses to look upon another and see only the face of Christ therein. And there is no one present in this room, and indeed, there shall never be anyone present in the hearing of these words who has not already looked upon me and seen the face of Christ within. And likewise, I look upon you and call you friend. For when I look upon you, I see not the very momentary dreams that you seem to think are lasting so long. I see only the radiance of that which my Father has extended out of love. I see only that which has neither beginning or ending. And I see only that which knows neither birth nor death. 
I see only that which has no limitations. I see only that, the light of which is already extended throughout all dimensions and universes. I see only my brother and my sister, and I see not a trace of inequality between us. And yet I do recognize that within your dream, it appears to you that I have gone ahead just a little bit. And at times within your hearts, there is a longing to follow me. If you would but heed that longing, if you would make that longing primary at all times, your own desire will bring you wholly to where I am. And you will laugh when you discover that you haven't moved an inch, but where I am is where you are and where you are is in eternity and not in time. That where you are is in the best place of your birth, the mind of God. This is the only thing that is true and it is true always. This is the only reality that you genuinely possess. Therefore, indeed, I call you friend. For well do I see that you are as I am. And therefore, indeed, greetings unto you, beloved and holy friends. So we can stop now. There is nothing else to be said. And yet the mind races, does it not? It races from the very reality that I have just described about you. The mind races from that source as a sunbeam to the sun, yet in reality, it never leaves its source. And the very power with which you seem to become distracted by a momentary thought of fear is the same power by which you will awaken to your own call. I feel that so cellularly. <laughs> Me too. And I feel so fortunate to be sitting here with you, someone that I do call a beloved and holy friend. Me too. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm very touched. And I feel um, a blooming in my body. The work, this work, this awareness, the presence of that feeling the acknowledgement of it. I call you my beloved friend, my beloved and holy friend. Indeed. 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 <laughs> I say that word all the time. Indeed. Indeed. I love that word. And I love how they explain it. It means there are no other options. Simply indeed. no other options. Indeed, that's it. It's like a big period at the end of a sentence. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a whole indeed. sentence all by itself. Yes. It's like no, only way better. Wow. Oh, gosh. Oh, I love you. I love you, too. Yeah, beautiful. Oh. Thank you. If you would know love, know yourself. In truth, there is a place within you that already knows the day and the hour. You already know when you are going to decide to live the decision to be awake in God, to be only the presence of love. And love embraces all things, allows all things, trusts all things, transcends all things. Love is never possessive. Love is never fearful. Love is simply love. Love cannot shine with specialistness upon anyone at any time. For specialistness itself is a contradiction. The attempt to take love and make it shine only on one object, only on one person, only on one being, only within one universe. 
Whenever, therefore, you recognize that you have singled someone or something out and said, they hold a greater value, you may rest assured that you're not in love at all. You're in fear. And therefore, if there, if that one were to leave you, where would you be? But if you are in love, as a fish within the sea, all beings can arise and pass away, and you will bless them in their journey. You will remember that you reside where God has placed you, and God has placed you in his heart. And when you choose to be only the presence of love, even the dream of loss will dissolve from your consciousness as a forest mist before the rising sun. Mm. Indeed, beloved friends, love does wait upon your welcome. And you cannot welcome love by waiting for it to be brought to you by another, not even by me. You cannot welcome love by trying to scurry about to create the environment in which you believe your preferences are being met. You cannot welcome love when, the, when that welcome is attached or linked to any phenomenal thing, anything which has been birthed in time. Love can only be welcomed where love truly resides, and love resides within you as the core and the source of your very being. Therefore, if you would know love, know yourself, embrace the truth about it, and the truth will set you free. Then indeed, love will flow through you. And like the great sunlight that comes to nourish, nurture this beloved earth of ours, the love that flows through you will be unimpeded. It will not meet an obstacle and you will look upon whoever, whomever is in front of you and you will know that they are sent unto you of the Father. They have been guided to you by the Holy Spirit because through you, love can be given in a new way that begins to touch the place of their awakening. Mm -hmm. That is why you are but the servant of love. That's all that life is. When you choose to surrender to give up the game, to give up the dream of trying to resist the truth that is true about you always, you will become a mere channel, a mere conduit. You will become no more a seeker, for you will have decided to have found. And surrendering the last vestige of an insane possibility of contracting away from the truth, When you've given that up, love will flow through you. But notice that if it flows through you, it must first flow to you. Therefore, seek always to receive in order to give. For what can you give another if you have not given it to yourself? Oh my gosh. I'm feeling like we should pause and have a conversation about this receiving energy. Yeah, that's so beautiful. You cannot, love will flow through you, but notice that if it flows through you, it must flow to To you. you. Seek to receive in order to give. 
Seek always to receive, it says. Seek always to receive in order to give. Yes. How do you receive love? Oh, in so many ways. How do you feel this energy that, that, that he's talking about here, this receiving energy to allow things to flow to you, to flow through you? It shows up in a lot of different ways for me. And I appreciate you asking the question because it's happening right now. And um, I feel a buzzing in my body because it's true. On a cellular level inside of me, I recognize the resonance of the frequency of love. And I can feel it in my heart, literally like pushing out. It's a pushing out and an allowing in, mm. in and through. And as I say that, the crown of my head is tingling. My feet are tingling. My body feels tingly. And I have tears in my eyes because I'm touched. Thank you for asking me so that I can like say these things out loud. Because normally it's just like, it just happens. Yeah. In the feeling of it, an allowance, the allowance to just allow myself to be just as I am and just know that that's what's flowing. Mm. And then I say yes to the things that show up in front of me that meet that resonance. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And I know I have to do it. Mm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It might change as I get older. I don't know. We'll see. But right now that's how I experience But right now that's how I experience. That's one of the ways I experience how about you? I'm thinking about this, this feeling of, you know, it's been landing on me and it, this, it's almost like um, it things land on me. And the only way I can describe it is like a knowing. Yeah. And it's like this, like an urge almost that happens within me to move. And that movement mm -hmm. has been to be still. And that's, which I find really interesting. So no matter, I can be in the middle of doing something and this urge will land on me to and it's always like in a position of reverence too mm -hmm. and it's also landed on me to build myself a very sacred space in my home for an altar meditation zone that's mm -hmm. very holy and sacred to me because I do this work every morning and more and more it's been um like I said in the middle of the day it'll just land on me it's like go sit down close your eyes breathe Tune into the vibration of your heart and feel this. Um, it brings tears to my eyes. I know. Because I've been so closed hearted mm. that to have my heart opening so much mm. feels so good and it doesn't feel unsafe. Isn't that the most amazing thing? Yeah. That even when I, you know, when I started to go through the process of opening my heart, which has really only been honestly in the last like a deeper opening of my heart publicly, let's yeah. say that, right? Mm -hmm. um, that it's been, at first it was very anxiety ca causing. Yeah. And I was experiencing extreme anxiety about it. And I really fell into um, patting my chest. I would pat my chest and mm -hmm. just say, shh, 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 you're safe. You're safe. To calm my nervous system. Yeah. Because there was such a part of me that felt unsafe and had walled walled in my little fairy self, my little light mm -hmm. fairy of love, right? Mm -hmm. So now this lands on me as this urge to commune with it. Yeah. Yeah. To commune you. with it and to mm -hmm. feel it and to breathe it and to sit, sit in it and to feel the sense, the sense of it, <laughs> which is very real. Oh, it is very real. I hear you. 
I know. Yeah. And like it's I feel I feel it right now palpable mm. in this room and I sense that our listeners are going to pick it up and feel that vibration too mm. because it is a vibrational reverence. It's a vibrational frequency. It is. That comes through mm. in the voice. That's right. In the aura mm. of a person you're around, that mm. you sense it, you feel it. Mm. It doesn't need any words because and the only reason you can sense it and feel it and recognize it is because it exists within all of us. And you and you are it. I am I. I am it. We are are it. it. We are it. Yeah. And so it's like this deep truth of awakening, Mm -hmm. just like it says. What did it say a few lines back that I just loved that it said, um, you know, the exact time and place you've already decided when you're going to make the decision to be awake in God. And that and I love this embrace, allow, trust. Yeah. And transcend. And here we are. And here we are. And it's really in that trust and that God has placed me in his heart. God has placed you in his heart and that God is, it's a little seed that already exists in us. Mm -hmm. It's our divine radiance. Yeah. So for me, the waking up to this, this receiving energy is to be still with it, to commune with it, to feel it, Mm -hmm. to allow it to flow to me. Yeah. So that it can flow through me. Yeah. And knowing that it's like water. But it it's is. not something I can cling to. You can't. It's something I float It in. changes. So it's yeah. like sometimes water has a solid state. Sometimes while mm. water, you know, if you take your ice cube and you set it on the counter, it'll melt. Right. And once it melts, that's a state change. So that's and when then, someone has an icy heart. Their love right. is frozen. Their love is frozen. Ooh. That cold, coldness. You know, we've all experienced that. I've, where I've been it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. Yeah. Ice queen. I'm ice a you out. Yeah, right? I'll ice you down, right? I prefer myself frosted these days. You're frosty. You're frosty. Frosty and glittery in the sun. Yes, frosty and glittery in the sun. Um, Yeah, and then the part where it, like, evaporates, you know, from the melted state into the evaporation, like Mm. the ethereal, and then... Into the clouds. Into the clouds, and then it gets full again, and then it rains down. And here we are again. Here we are. Back into the ocean of love and mercy. In the cycle. And it really, you know, was there something in here about a river, or did I just see it in my mind? (laughs) I might have just saw it in my mind's eye. We're flowing. It flows. We'll probably. Oh, that's what it says. Yeah, love that flows through you will be unimpeded. And that made me think instantly of a river. Love that flows through you will be unimpeded. Rivers are unimpeded. Nothing yeah. gets in the way. If there's a rock, no. it just rolls right over it. It just goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you're talking about that. I, I had a little meditation moment of the river and the rock this morning. Of course so you did. So funny. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my head. Just get-, <laughs> get out of my head. Oh, my gosh. I really love this, though. In order to give it, seek always to receive in order to give. And that's really like we have to. We have to receive it. Otherwise, if we're giving, quote unquote, love, in my experience, my personal experience, and when I would say that I love somebody, mm-hmm. it was very much attached to what I expect in return. Oh, interesting. Transactional. Opposed, oh, transactional love as opposed to unconditional love, which yes. is just like, here you go, have it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That I love you regardless of, of yeah. because you are a divine spark of God. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a different feeling, that love. It is. Yeah. It is a totally different feeling. But if we're not open to it, if we're not open to it, we close ourselves off from actually being in the holiness of our own self. And I feel like real love, this flowing love, gives people the permission and the space to explore and wind 
and wind their way and be exactly who they are and trust that they too have decided already already when when yeah they're going to awaken to God because it really you know now we're in the month of October Halloween time yeah and I've said it before that coming to Earth feels like paying to go into a scary fun house except when you get in you know you paid for it you know it's not real but you're still scared to death while you're in it. That's how it feels. And then you get on the on the other side of it and you're like, woo, that was fun. But in the meantime, when you're in it, you're like, oh my gosh, this person's chasing me with an axe. Even though you know it's like <laughs> But we've decided and I've decided to awaken from the dream of the fun house when I exit the fun house. Right. But we can also choose to awaken while we're in the, the fun, fun house. house. And that right there, that is the jam. In my opinion. I think so, too. Just, like, being in the thing. And and to me, that's, like, the middle way, right? Like, I'm here, and I'm bringing all of my consciousness to this moment. And, therefore, I can see the game and the illusion in it, and I can stand in what's real inside of me, and then I have my experience. Because we are human beings on Earth having a human experience. And so that's the, and that is the jam because when we are our soul self, though, we are looking at it through our soul centered eyes. Exactly. In our physicality, because first we're spirit. Yes, first we, we, and that's what's real about us. That's what, that's the only thing that's that real is the about only us. Thing the rest real. of this is like little hot meat suit that I got rocking yes. with my big fluffy hair. I love your hot meat suit. <laughs> I love your hot meat suit. I call my meat suit my human energy oh. vehicle. It's my ATV. Oh my God, you're hilarious. <laughs> my ATV. H-E-V. H-E-V. No, human energy vehicle. Oh, H-E-V. Yeah. Well, and we are transmuting our energy yes. of our source through our bodies. And, you know, I really want to say about this and this creating love to flow through us and to us and through us and to us and to us and through us is that I really like the magic and the synchronicities that we are experiencing right now, not only between us, but but in the universe with the Vibrazor event and then in my personal life that I'm finding um, that the energy is really true that as as I changed the question landed last December, what quality of consciousness do you want animating your body? And when I chose to allow for my nafsha to animate my body, I had to go now to the work to clear out everything that's not that. That's right. And and in doing that work, now that I'm, and I'm not going to say that I'm there, like, oh, I'm enlightened. I would never say that. It's, but it's more as I've allowed more and more of it to inflow into me, Mm -hmm. that as my vibration changes, it changes what I think, it changes how I feel, and it changes what I do. That's right. And through those three things... My world around me is changing because the world is neutral, which is why emotionality, it calls for neutral, like when you're engaging with other people to Mm -hmm. remain neutral because that's their stuff and their operation in this neutral, very neutral universe, very neutral world that is only existing in a state of potentiality for us to create and play in it. Yes. So when we change the vibration, vibrational quality of who's flowing through, what's flowing through, and I change my vibration and what I'm thinking, saying, doing, Mm -hmm. therefore, what I'm manifesting and creating in the world has to change. Yes, it gets to align with what's true inside. Yep. It can't be any other way. It can't be any other way. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. It's really as simple as that. Yes. I have it as if I choose my way of being in the moment... You know, I, anybody I <laughs> can get short, can get um, ill-tempered in like the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. But if I am choosing and I'm the chooser of my choice, 
if they are upset with me, I can be an acceptance of their upsetness and choose to respond from my loving and still set a nice boundary. Exactly. Without getting all whatever. But that changes the whole temperature. I'm going to call it a temperature of the interaction. Because you can think of it as we're all like, if we could see our vibration, we can't, but if we could, we only see 3% of what's real, of what exists, by the way. So we don't see anything. So if we could actually see our, our vibrational field, we would see how they like interact and ripple into each other. So what you just said, I really appreciate because when you are maintaining your own energy field of equanimity, that's right. Then nobody can mess with your ripple. They cannot. Your ripple is solid. That's right. Yeah. And so when the thing comes in and you're like, uh, no. Exactly. Because you're standing in the upright because I'm standing in my uprightedness inside of me. It doesn't matter what they say. They can say whatever they want in my neutral state, which is just what you said. And that will change the interaction. Now, if we allow each other to escalate, we are outside of what's true. Yeah. yeah. We're in a trigger. You turn into two boiling, like exactly. your inner fields commingle and they, yeah. like, they're like, Rawr. yeah, it's so fascinating. It is. I mean, if you've ever watched people have their exchanges, you know, I mean, you can turn on any channel and see the exchanges happening. Yes. But what would happen if we cho- chose differently? Right. I choose not to watch the channels personally I either, because yeah. it just like it glorifies dysfunction and drama. Well, and I've had enough of that, so I'm Me full too. of that. Me too. I'm, I'm, full, of I'm full of that. I've had enough yeah. of that in my yeah. life. Yeah. Well, thank you for that because, I mean, that was just such a beautiful conversation about this because it's it's so important to receive. We have to receive. Oh, well, and, and the other thing about that is that if we – this is why asking for what you want is so important. Asking for what you need is so important. Instead of and having so, expectations. And it, yeah, exactly. You ask over the expectation. Yeah. Because expectations – I don't know, there's some famous quote about like, they're just disappointments waiting to happen. Exactly. Because they haven't been verbalized and they're a hope and a possibility of a hope that lives within. Yeah. But when you, when I, when we step into that vulnerable, tender place of asking for the thing that you need and somebody was says to you, of course I can do that. Or yes, I want to, or no, I don't want to. And it's super clean, you know, no attachment, non-attachment to the no, because the no has its own gift inside of it for me. Mm. It just opens up so much more space for us to literally gift each other our truth. This is one of the things that I loved about being in Europe. And I feel like Europeans, in particular the Dutch, are very good about just, no, I don't want to do that. And then everybody respects everybody's opinion, their energy. And in America or the West, it's much more feeling. You hurt my feelings. And to them over there, like, how do I hurt your feelings? Oh, so I love that you said, I hurt your feelings. Okay, I'm going to say something. It might be super inflammatory, and I'm willing to take the heat because I'm hot. Um, When we say, you hurt my feelings, we give our power away. I agree. There is uh, nothing sexy about that phrase. There's nothing empowering about that phrase. It's victim conversation, 100%. There's no responsibility in it. I did not like our exchange last time. I had feelings about that. (laughs) Yeah. 
You can say it just like that. And it's when not I say, outside of me. Because what I'm really saying when I say, you hurt my feelings, I expect you to model your behavior Projection. around me because I'm not capable of maintaining my own inner equanimity. So exactly. I need you to behave in a certain way so I don't react. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'm going to blame it on you. And then I'm going to blame it and on I'm you. And I'm a no to all of that. I'm a big no to all of that. Indeed. I'm a hardcore <laughs> no. And when people act out in front of me or they say the thing, you know, I like to check them right away so mm-hmm. that they know that that's not, that that's not, um, cause that's not a loving response. It just isn't. It's actually a self-deprecating response, and it does more damage than it does good. And this is why, you know, communication is so important. It's the number one thing Listen, in any relationship. And communication takes absolute courage yeah, and ruthlessness. It does take, it takes a lot of courage, to be honest, and, practice. and vulnerable. And that's exactly it. Because we you also have to be, the vulnerability of our heart, exactly. literally, and the tenderness, and it's just like... Because you have to be willing for the other person to say, no, I don't want to do that. Thank you, Thank you for loving me enough to tell me the truth is how I have it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I thank you for loving me enough to tell me the truth. And I'm, I disagree and I'm not going to I do don't that. have to agree. Exactly. I, and that's, that's your power right yeah, there. Exactly. I don't have to agree with you because you say X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. Exactly. And the other thing about expectations and like, okay, so we'll do a little game. Celia. Oh. Yes, Joya. Take me on a picnic. Oh. What kind of picnic would you like to go on? Well, you're supposed to ask me that. You're being specific. (laughs) (laughs) Do I win? See, you're getting you win. I win. You're advanced. I'm advanced. Yeah, because you you want to go. I want to take you on the picnic you want to go on. Right, but most people will say okay. Uh-huh. And then, okay, so let's do it again. You ask me to go on a picnic. <laughs> I'm going to do it as a person who doesn't communicate. You just did oh. it perfectly. Because oh. now I can, now with that, I get to voice my expectations oh, so great. of what a picnic means to me. Oh, Versus if you say to me, Joya, yes. would you like to go on a picnic? Yes. Do you want me to arrange it? No, I asked you to go on the picnic. You're still being a good communicator. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wanting me to be yes. codependent? We're supposed to be bad communicators. Oh. Well, clearly that's not happening. We're supposed to be modeling how most people communicate. Oh. Let's model how most people communicate before they learn how to communicate. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. Hey, okay, so like if we were in a relationship, hey, honey, I want to go on a picnic on Saturday. Okay. Saturday comes along. Where are we going? I don't know. I thought we were going on a picnic. Well... You said you wanted to go. I said okay. Well, did you arrange it? No. Ugh. How I told would I you that I wanted to go on a picnic? Yeah, but we didn't say when, we didn't say where, you didn't you didn't say. Well, I thought that if I said it, you would know what that I that's what I wanted to do. That's not reasonable. How is that not reasonable? I totally said It's what an I idea to do. with nothing behind it. You just don't care about how I feel. That's not true. Yes, it is. It's not true. If you cared, then you would we would be on our way right now to the beach to have a beautiful picnic on the beach, and instead we're arguing about having a freaking picnic in the car. And okay. now we're what are we gonna eat? Where are we going to eat? Okay, change up. <laughs> what I heard you say is that you would like to go on a picnic at the beach. Is that correct? Are we now having a, now we're being in people who know how to communicate? Well, we're taking that argument and we're, we're going to change it up into people it who around, know how to communicate. Who know how to, who, who are willing to get on the dance floor and do the work of the conversation. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So uh, what I heard you say is that you want to go on a picnic today 
and you want to go to the beach to have the picnic. Yes, I do. Can we go right now? I would like to go right now. We're in why? The why? Um, why not? Let's do. Why don't we do that? And before we do that, why don't we stop at the grocery store and pick up the things that we could have for an impromptu picnic? Ooh, I love that idea. Ooh, can we also go to Target and get a really cute new blanket? We can go to the Target and get a blanket. Oh, that's a great idea. So now what I'm understanding in this moment is that we've made a totally spontaneous picnic happen out of a nasty little argument or what could have ruined our whole weekend. Right, right. And then, then the other person can be thoughtful. Are, are you okay going to the beach today? Does that sound good? Yeah. I mean, I thought we were hanging out today together and I, I really don't care if we go to the beach for the picnic or we go to the park for the picnic. I just want to spend time with you. Oh, I want to be with you. Oh, me too. And I would really love to do that at the beach. And you know, I love the ocean. Oh, so. perfect. Yay. This is going to be so fun. And it can be fun. And this is how you save your relationships. Yeah. Save, I say, yeah. with air quotes. Because, because how many you're times... you're willing to surrender to the uh, moment. Yes, yes. And allow to receive now... The feedback. The feedback and what the other person wants and then choose to allow the love to flow through yes. instead of that clinching of the... You Lack. don't care about what I think, and you don't care about what I think, and then it turns into this. But then you get to demonstrate that you do care because you've mm. chosen to turn around Ooh. and say, I heard you. And to be the person who has the courage to do that. That's right. Instead and of your pride. Ooh, yeah. the P word. The P word. Ooh, yeah. I want to be right. I want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> when we're both being right, nobody wins. Oh my gosh, you're going to you're gonna love this next sentence. Okay, are Oh we my ready? gosh, stop it, really? Yes, this okay. is hysterical. I swear, you guys, we did not listen or read ahead. So this is what the next paragraph says. How many of you have been taught to try to love, to try to do the right thing, <laughs> the good thing, whatever that's supposed to mean? How many times have you gone within your secret chamber and said, I am unworthy? And then you wonder why your attempts to join in love with others never seems to be quite fulfilling enough. Never quite seems to fill the cup. Never quite seems to elicit the joy that you believe could be there. For indeed, listen well, your work, if you wish to call it that, is not to seek and find love. It is merely to turn within to discover every obstacle that you have created to its presence and to offer that obstacle to the great dissolver of dreams, the grace of the Holy Spirit. Yes. I have said unto you many times that the greatest of gifts that you can give is this, to come wholly to the recognition that every attempt you have made to resist being the presence of Christ has failed you miserably. No matter how many times you have tried to convince yourself that you are unworthy Yet does this universe find a way to love you. No matter how many times you have tried to lock yourself into the space and volume of a body, it hasn't succeeded. (laughs) And at death, you have remembered and then been confronted with the radiance of your unlimitedness. Therefore, indeed, the greatest of gifts you can give another is to be one who has rescinded the need to insist on the insanity of fear. Be the one who has rescinded the need to insist on the insanity of fear. And that's what you just demonstrated in that mock argument. So like, crazy. I'm not going to give in to the insanity of fear. Let's just talk about this. Right. Yeah. I, and, you know, honestly, that's how I got divorced right there. I, and I didn't even know I was doing it. Mm. Yeah. That sweet husband. <gasps> Ooh, I'm excited Ooh. for the next part of the book. So good. All right. The primary characteristics of mastery. 
fearlessness is the primary characteristic of mastery. And mastery is not having great power to make things happen. Mastery is only the recognition that what is true is true always, and there is no other choice. Free will does not mean that you have the right to believe that you can succeed at being another, at being other than what God created you to be. Having free will does not mean that you can elect not to try only not to try the only curriculum that life is offering you in every moment. It means only that you do not have the right to put it off yet another day. Mm. And each time you put it off, you slumber in your suffering. But when you elect to take the only curriculum that matters, when you elect to use the power of your free will to say, now, from this moment on, I will no longer tolerate error in myself. No more games, no more dreams. I am committed to being only the presence of love, for that is the truth of who I am. Tolerations. <sighs> Let's talk about tolerations. Tolerations are toxic. Yes, they are. And I'm so happy to hear you say it. You know, I think um, I've tolerated a lot in my life. I really have. It's part of what has made me the soft person that I am. And I think, you know, we've talked about softness as, as we've been building into. When I say soft, I mean vulnerable. Yeah, there's there's a piece for me in and around um, turmoil, conflict, abuse. The, these are when I when I lean into that word, that's what comes forward for me. The meaning from the dictionary says tolerate verb. Allow the existence, occurrence, or practice of something that one does not necessarily like or agree with without interference. Yeah. And so this is why this means we're boundaryless. This word means I'm boundaryless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a there's um, a beauty in somebody who is not bound by boundaries, right? Because there is a freeness associated with it. However... It's also um, interferes with somebody's ability to be authentically who they are because we're believing what the world says, not what's true. And that's the issue. Wow. That's powerful what you just said. Thank you. It's true. It's it my is. experience. I speak from my experience on that. I've tolerated really nasty behavior. And I don't do this anymore. I want to just say that like there's a piece inside of me that is that is my fearlessness that will step in and say the thing. It's part of my genius, actually. It's like... <laughs> you're like, you're, yeah. yeah, you come in like a laser beam, like, Meep, here's yeah. the thing. Meep. Here it I, is. I love that about you. Thank you. It, it's taken me a long time to hone that and to own it. And that's right. Remember a long time ago, I said, um, I said, people think you're bitchy, but you're really just discriminating. I'm discriminating. I'm assertive. Yes. And I'm very decisive. Yes. And people don't expect that coming from me. And part of that is because of the tolerance that I've, I've endured in my life, right? Like part of that has been my lived experience. And now 
not so much. I love this word and I'm changing it right now in the book. Now from allow. this moment on, I will no longer tolerate. And then I just put a little arrow that says allow error in myself. No more yeah. games, no more dreams. Well, okay. So I love this. I love it too. And I might take some heat from what I'm about to say next, right? Because oh, I'm like, I'll be right there with you. I'm going to go with Martin Luther King and I have a dream. Okay. That dream is an illusion. Because there is no separation. Or maybe, and you know, I'm open for feedback here and comments. Maybe the dream was that he was in recognition too, that it's an illusion. Mm. Our separation is an illusion. Like we're all the same body, essentially. Mm. We're all, what you do to your body, you're doing to my body. Mm. That's an, I love that perspective. I didn't even think of that. So thank you. Um, for me, no more games, no more dreams to me means, um, and I've been stuck in this energy. So this is oh, why I'm sensing juicy. what it means is, uh, being content or fooling myself mm -hmm. that to have an idea or to have a dream mm -hmm. and then talk about it, write about it, create vision boards about it and then do nothing and then do nothing. Content Whoa. just being stuck in the dream, which I call it mental masturbation. That, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that people get stuck there. They're uh -huh. just like, and they're content just being in that. Uh -huh. I want to join this mastermind group and sit around and just talk about my dreams, but not take action. And that's where people are hiring all these coaches who are like, okay, I'm going to pay this person $10,000 to be accountable so that I will take action on my dream. Oh, interesting. Versus you can really just take action on your dream. Well, not if you don't feel free to take action on your dream. And 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 I say that from earnest inside of me. Yeah. Like right now I'm in action on my dream. I'm doing this right here. I I can't tell you how much work I've done to be able to have myself be heard the way that I'm being heard right now. I mean, I'm in reflection because my birthday is next week. Yay! Yay! And um I I have taken like five speaker courses. In order, and I have humiliated myself literally, and I do mean that wholeheartedly. S public speaking, mm. standing up on a stage of my peers, and totally bombing. I'm gonna be on uh, bombing. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and get. I was talking with my sister about this very thing last night. She's like, "Did you run off the stage?" And I said, "No. I stood up there. I trembled." I stuttered, I sweated literally like all the way through the whole experience for like two hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. And guess what? You did it. That's how you master fear. That's how you master fear. That's how you master fear. You stare it straight down oh, and then. Do it anyway. And you do it anyway. And you do it trembling. Yes. And I did not have any appreciation for that until that conversation with my sister last night. And that happened like five years ago. Mm. So I can talk about it now because I've healed it. See? Yes. And I don't yes. feel ashamed. Right. What it did cause me to do was look at the leadership at that particular experience and in that time and make some very distinctive um, awarenesses true for me, which is I'm glad she didn't interrupt me. I'm glad that she didn't try to rescue or save me. I'm glad. I mean, like, I can see the flip side of it, right? She let you have the dignity of your process. She let me have the dignity of my experience. Yes. And, you know, honestly, like, 
I'm a very different woman now. Like I can stand up on a stage in front of a whole bunch of people and I can say this stuff because I've mm. already had the opposite experience. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good to be able to like have that out. Yeah. I had a horrifying stage experience too. Well, you never forget it. Mm-mm. Mine was, don't. I had a cold and I oh had to, gosh. I know, and I had to do a talk and, um, Oh my gosh. And this was when I was young and this is mortifying. And I got up to do my talk and I was nervous because, you know, talking in front of people and I yeah. took a deep breath. And when I exhaled, a big old snot bubble went <laughs> in and out of my nose. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Mortifying. <laughs> Did you laugh? No. Oh my God. I was mortified. Everybody was laughing. I laughed. Unlike you, I didn't stay. I laughed. I was oh, so embarrassed and no. so upset. And, you know, I was in high school already, which oh, was a yeah. horrible time anyway of my life. And yeah, yeah, it was a long time before I had the courage to get back up on stage and, and not blow a snot bubble. <laughs> right. But yeah, so. And I'm, if you did it today, would you laugh? I would laugh. Right. Yes, I would laugh. Now I would laugh because yeah. I, I can laugh at myself. And I taught this to my, so my oldest child is extremely sensitive and has always been a super hyper empathic very sensitive soul. And I taught Al, I said, if you laugh at you, no one can laugh at That's you. That's right. And so I taught Ellery how to laugh good at their self first before yes. that. And then, then no one can laugh at you and no one can tease you. No one can make fun of you. No one can shame it doesn't you. Matter. No one can shame you if you're not ashamed. Exactly. That is so the truth. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 Or they can't trigger you also if they, if you don't have, uh, if they don't have your button, Exactly. So if you take your buttons, yeah. you own your buttons. Take your 30-second dance party back to your 30-second dance party. <laughs> so I love this. No more games, no more dreams. I am committed to being only the presence of love, for that's the truth of who I am. Yeah. And not just fantasizing about it, not yeah. just thinking about it, not just talking about it, but being it. Yeah. Being love means that you don't tolerate anybody's crap. That's mastery, especially yeah. from yourself. Well, and that, it's not even about anybody else's crap. It's your, your crap. crap. Right. And when I don't tolerate crap from myself, then I don't tolerate crap from other people because it's like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm not, not having this energy all up in my energy. That's right. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. Oh, you know what else, too? We can choose the way we want to experience our uncomfortable because we can do the uncomfortable thing without doing all the cutting emotionally, mentally, physically of the experience by just doing it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's really um, this gift of allowing people to just be who they are, where they are, for who they are. And I don't have to like it or tolerate it or want no. it. And and at the same time, love and see and accept that person for their journey and where they're at. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. Thank yeah. you for saying that the way you just said it. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. All right, let's finish this paragraph. I know we're talking a lot, so we'll cut this. Uh, we'll finish the book. How are you? I'm almost at an hour. So we'll just um, finish this couple paragraphs on mastery, and then we'll go continue next week. Sounds good. It matters not the opinions of others who are yet resisting that decision. Then, dis then indeed, all things under heaven and earth move to support you, to guide you to the right person, the right place, the right book, the right sunrise, the right meadow, in order to assist you in dropping the shackles of the obstacles to the presence of love that you have created as an idol and as a substitute for love. Wow, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
And that is why when truly you pray from the depths of your soul, Father, bring me home, you may rest assured from that moment on, it's okay to trust every little thing that unfolds. For through, for through you, see it not. What you would call the angels, friends that simply don't have bodies, <laughs> are rushing about because you have given the command to say, yes, I accept your presence in my life. I turn the whole thing over. Now each moment is decided now each moment is dedicated to healing and awakening the illusionary senses of separation from God that once I created in error. And I think that's a perfect place to end this chapter. And end this conversation. Honestly, it's so beautiful. And I love that we're both we're both in the middle of this. And for me, it's the surrendering more and more and more into trust, knowing that um, God's got my back. That's right. All day, every day. So beautiful. Thank you for this talk today. And listeners, thank you for being with us as we bear with you the essence of our being and where we've been and how we've been and how we've become who we are. And we share this with the intention that it resonates with your journey, that we we too have suffered and struggled and still suffer and struggle. Actually, I don't suffer anymore. No. And I wouldn't even say I struggle anymore. I think I'm past that. Uh, uh, I'm going to... Um, Heavenly Father, I know I just said that, so I'm going to ask that if struggling appears in my life, that it is with grace and ease, that I may learn that lesson and see it for what it is and heal more of that struggling energy in my life. Thank you. Amen. And that's what I do when I call something out like that. So, and it's really, I, let, so let's say to end this with um, this exercise is to pray from the depths of your soul, bring me home. Father, and, and if you're not comfortable home. saying father, thinking of because it's not a masculine, it's an it. You could say universe, mother, infinite love, <laughs> yes. source. Yes, I like to so say many. source, creator. I don't have any energy on words, so for me, it's just like father. The, yeah, father, know. bring me home, and mm-hmm. trust that every little thing that unfolds is okay and part of the journey and part of the teaching. Mm-hmm. To bring you home. That as you say this prayer that I won't allow any more error in myself, then those opportunities to practice are going to show up. Oh, and they're going to go away. And they're going to go away. Because you make a different choice. That's right. And you you make it in the way that we demonstrated in how you have the argument with somebody else or within yourself. Because Mm -hmm. it becomes neutral. It's not an argument. We all know when we're about to do the thing we say we don't want to do anymore. That's so interesting. We all know. true. We all know, and we can make, and we can create that space with that within us, that tiny millisecond before autopilot takes over, to ask Father, bring me home, bring me home, bring me back, bring yeah. me back to center. Yeah. So I don't allow any more shenanigans, shenanigans from myself <laughs> that keep me from being who I truly am, from being the love. Yeah. Yes. So that's the prayer. Father, bring me home. And then yes, saying yes, I accept your presence in my life. I turn the whole thing over. And I can say that, you know, uh, I remember first learning about higher self and concepts like through AA when I decided to go through Overeaters Anonymous and then I went to Al-Anon. So this whole thing about turn turn your power over to your higher Higher self. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, you give it up. I had, literally, it used but I was to render like, it. But I was like, to who? To what? What are they talking about? 
I didn't get it. I honestly yeah. did not get it. Interesting. And so it was really about, um, for me, mm-hmm. and if this helps anybody else who feels that resistance of like, yeah. I'm in control of my life. Uh, what's going to happen if I'm not in control of my life? Uh, hello. Then um, just asking. Right. And asking. now we're back to the beginning of the chapter, mm-hmm. being willing to ask. Being willing to ask. And then being willing to see that the steps that unfold are going to be reflections of your lessons and the things that you get to work on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So beautiful. Is it pa- impatience is arising? Oh, well, I guess that's something I need to work on in myself. Mm-hmm. Is control, are control issues arising? I guess that's something I get to work on in myself. Yes. And I'm speaking from me of my own. Um, I hear you. Yeah. I'm, I'm witnessing you. It's yeah. Beautiful. That I'm going through right now in yes. business things and in, in life mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. surrendering even those things. Yes, and being willing to surrender. And being I mean, willing to surrender. Spirit told me you can let go or be dragged. And so yeah. there's that. And Spirit told me letting go is as easy as letting go. Stop creating a lifetime of things to let go of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Surrender is the surrender. name of the game. Even if, even if you don't love me anymore. And that's what makes it unconditional. Beautiful. So beautiful. So with that, we love you. We do love you. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. If you enjoyed this content, please like, share, and subscribe, and leave a review on our website, wewokeuplikethis.com. And we invite you to come activate the world with us at our inaugural event, Vibraiser. Our mission is one billion voices raising the vibration of the planet to love. And our vision is to create a cosmic wave of love that ripples around the world and out into the cosmos. Your voice and your energy matter. Come participate in this divinely inspired event that is part ceremony, part concert, part dance, all joyful and fun. It is 122.23 in Mesa, Arizona, and you can find tickets at vibrazer.com. And this first event is featuring the amazingly talented Ma Muse and, for our conscious dance party, DJ Taz Rashid. See, See you there. there. Thanks for listening. Bye.